Okay, welcome uh, sports fans again to uh, another edition of the TMG Podcast. This is Chris Dufresne, reporting as usual from Chino Hills Studio 1B, or 2B, um, and it's good to be back. We have the uh, all the other amigos are on the line from a TMG, and uh, as usual, I think we'll just... Um, We'll go around the room, uh, so to speak, and, and see what's on everyone's mind. Uh, Herb, what's uh, what are you thinking about this week? What do you, what's your takeaway from the Big Ten, and uh, and what's on your mind? Well, you know that Big Ten East is really that's a, that's a great division. I, I could argue that one is the best in the in the oh, wow. country. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, they're they're in the discussion. Um, I saw Penn State up close and personal, and and against Northwestern, even though they won thirty-one to seven. I, you know, that first half was really not good optics. They had, you know, they had, and Saquon Barkley second week in a row under a hundred yards. A lot of that due to his offensive line, but you know, I'm, I'm I'll be interested to see how they do. I mean, after their bye, they've got Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State. I mean, that's a that's a tough three games, and uh, they're going to. They're going to. I'll be impressed if if they continue to to roll in that in that stretch. And then the other one, of course, is Michigan State um, beating wow. Michigan in Ann Arbor, and and that is that one's just so huge. I mean, Michigan and Ohio looks at Ohio State, but Michigan State looks at Michigan, and that's that's a tremendous booster for for D'Antonio after last year's three and nine. So though, you know that Big Ten East. Uh, bottom line is really going to be that's going to be some really good battles the rest of the way. Yeah, uh, t- Coach Barnhart, uh, welcome. What's uh, what's on your mind this week? You got you wrote a little bit about Georgia. Uh, uh, you know, we had the resurrection of Ed Orgeron at LSU. Yeah, give us your thoughts. Well, all those are very important stories, but I think I, I feel very confident in saying that a coach in in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, broke new ground. I think broke new ground by comparing positive press coverage to rat poison. Not you know, not just not just any poison. Okay, no. just your regular garden variety everyday poison. No, 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 no. Rat poison. Rat poison. It was. He said, "You guys." He said, "I'm trying to get them to listen to me instead of you guys." And the stuff you're feeding out is like rat poison. So first of all, I thought, I thought that was. I thought we broke some new ground in terms of the college football lexicon uh, over the weekend. Uh, yeah. The other thing is is the University of Florida fans are not happy. Okay? <laughs> they are, uh, they've been to two straight SEC championship games, uh, and they lost Saturday to an LSU team that had its backs to the wall, and they, Florida missed an extra point. And oh, by the way, they're wearing some sort of bizarre, oh. strange u- uniforms for this week's game with Texas A&M. Oh. So that's what that, that's what the Gator fans really needed to see as you're going all camo on them or Gator on them by doing that. So, you know, bottom line, guys, in the SEC, we got three really good teams. Yep. Alabama, Auburn, yep. and Georgia are all top ten teams. Everybody else is average, and that's being kind. Also, Mark Blaston's alma mater. Yes, sir. Won a big game. Yes, sir. All right, settle down. And uh, 
They've got and they've got a, a big game coming up against they Georgia do. Tech. I'm, I'm so, worried about that game too. All without your without your number one running back, Coach Blaschen. So yeah, I know. I understand that, and then they have to go against that offense at Georgia Tech, and and, and you got a week to deal with that. That, that that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, Very, Miami, obviously. So. Okay, Blau. Oh, you want to get in with your alma? Uh, you want to talk a little bit about Miami? Uh, oh, no, I, I was, I was, uh, I was watching the game. You know, at the end there, and, and I, at first I thought it was going to be truly poetic. I thought, I thought that Florida State would lose the game on a wide right or wide left field goal. Then they go out and score a touchdown and take a lead. And I said, okay, we're in trouble. And then they come back and, and get a touchdown at the end. And you know, God bless Mark Rick and the, the UM guy. And, and I think I, I'm still not convinced, Tony. Maybe you know, but uh, I'm still, I still think they're they're a good team. Ready? Not quite there yet. Yep. But, but I think they're they're making progress, and 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 by the end, of, and it looks like they could wind up dealing with Clemson in the ACC title game if things go right for them. That'll be an interesting game by by then. I think. Well, all of a sudden, you know that Miami is going to challenge Virginia Tech in that in that coastal division. I mean, yes. Miami, and Virginia Tech, of course. And so th- this round robin, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Miami, I think is going to be really interesting. And listen, I'll. The other thing I'll throw out there about the ACC is don't, you know, everybody's coronating, giving coronation to Clemson right now. Don't forget North Carolina State. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Clemson goes to North Carolina State on November 4th. And all of a sudden the, wolf, the Wolfies have woke, have woke up. And, uh, you know, North Carolina State should have beaten Clemson last year. They missed, yep. they missed a chippy field goal at the end. People forget for people forget all the little things that have to happen in a, in a championship run, um, and that was one of them. Uh, but uh, getting back to uh, Miami again, what I loved about that game is that Mark Rick went for the win in the end. He, and yes. I, 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 was scream, yeah. I was screaming at him, don't settle for the field goal. I hate when coaches do that. They put the game on the backs of these little 19-year-old kickers, and then they, they wonder why these kids miss. Uh, Mark Rick said, "We're going to we're going to try to win this game. We're not setting up for the field goal, and and it paid off. So uh, you know, that, good for him. Go that's ahead, really Herb. a watershed game for him. If you think about, you know, the times when he didn't get that win at Georgia. I mean, I, I was I was really interested in that game because I I was on that Miami. I did that for you, Blau. I I picked Miami because I thought it was time. <laughs> and I was driving north, and I had my little XM radio on, and I was listening to that game and." If you if you watched it or listened to it, you know that that thing was getting away from Miami for a long time. It was, it was getting away from it, and my, well, when, they, when they lost the lead, I said, "Oh, we're in trouble here." So, yeah, well, no let, let me let me throw a little story in there. Herb, Herb's referring to times when Mark Rick didn't get the win. In 2012, Georgia played Alabama SEC championship game at the Georgia Dome. Georgia is driving uh-huh. to poss- possibly upset Alabama and go to the national championship game. The play that they called, the last play of the game, was that back shoulder throw that he threw uh, at Miami to win the game. It was a back shoulder throw, but the Alabama defender got there a second, a half a second early, tipped the ball. Georgia receiver catches the ball on the tip, and the clock runs out. But but the play the play you saw to beat Florida State on Saturday was exactly the same play that Mark Rick called. To wow. try to beat Alabama back in 2012. Wow! This this time the ball got tipped. Wow, that's 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 a good point. Uh, but uh, I I love it, boy, uh, boys. We're talking about you know now that we're we're picking picking these games, and I can't imagine, and I'm not betting money, but how involved I'm in 
on these these games where where we're picking the lines and the spreads and all that. It's a, I've watched. I end up watching well, Ar- was, Army every was week. Say was when I was I was going up north and I had that team on and I started slowly because I, I was you know that the picks were not going well and then to pull them the Miami game out of the fire and then Purdue. I don't know you guys probably weren't interested in that game, but. Purdue put on a really good finish after an hour and a half weather delay to beat Minnesota, and it was the same kind of a deal. You know, there were just a lot of twists and turns at the end. And like you said, dude, I mean, when you, I mean, we're not betting money, but pride might be even more valuable than that. Um, that was one of my best. That's the best three and three week I think I can remember. Yeah, you know, when you up out of the fire. It, well, I got to tell you guys, I got to tell you guys that, uh, and not due to me because I'm I'm way behind, but Herb and uh, and Jersey guy and the locksmith and and Coach Barnhart's making a big comeback. But we're doing, I mean, as a site, I mean, if you're if you're looking for games, I think we're like twelve or thirteen games over five hundred yeah. uh, on our picks. Oh my goodness! Year. Yeah, no, no thanks to me. All right. You know, if I if I get out of the way, I mean, I I think I'm you know I'm five. Get your, <laughs> but get your get your get your picks here at only one ninety nine a month. I mean, no kidding. On, I'm saying so you you right. You'd make you'd be making you know, you'd be making a lot of money if you just used our if you just paid for for our picks every month. So you know, I don't know what these people are waiting for out there, but this is well. Here's what here's what drives me crazy. I mean. Ole Miss is playing at Auburn. We know who's going to win the game. The line's 22. <laughs> that that final from Jordan-Hare Stadium, Auburn 44, Ole Miss 23. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you well, kidding me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's, you know, it, that's like, and here I'm watching Army because I, I have, you know, I, I picked Army. Uh, and, 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 and a couple weeks ago, in Tulane, I lost my pick because Army threw a pass you know, which they never do, and and Tulay intercepted in the end zone, and I'm saying you got to be kidding me! I lose this bet because Army threw a pass. They they, they you know they <laughs> they completed seven passes all year. So this uh, is you know ima- I said imagine uh, well, imagine if we were using money, <laughs> uh, or, or or as Brent as Brent Musburger used to say, you know. That last touchdown was very important to our friends in the desert. Uh, well, and Tony, Tony, speaking of rat poison, you know who uh, you know you know who jumped right on that rat poison uh, uh, bandwagon was our, our old friend Lane Kiffin. Uh, of course, know, he could he could he couldn't stay away from that. He he posted the odds from ESPN, I think, on on a FAU winning winning the uh, conference and you know said you know the rat rat poison media is picking us you know he can't stand it he just can't <laughs> stay out of the arena what what is he poking he's still poking Nick Saban you know it's just amazing oh did you guys hear about the cutout story of Lane Kiffin did you hear about that no album? no go to oh please this tell. is great they they were doing an FAU was doing an auction for a live cutout of Lane Kiffin. <laughs> life-size life line cutout on uh, Lane Kiffin. Kiffin bid on it and got it himself. He was going to, he said, oh. he was going to sign it and send it to Nick Saban and say, hey, miss me yet? <laughs> <laughs> you you got you to gotta love that. Oh. <laughs> you should put it on one of those things you had at a kid that you could punch those things and it came back like, you know, 
Uh, oh. oh, man. Oh, anyway, move, moving along, I want to get into an issue that is near and dear to our heart. But, you know, uh, you know Washington's battle with... Uh, you know, Washington is, is in a pissing match with ESPN right now. And it's like kind of like watching, you know, wrestling on, uh, you know, uh, and the the broadcast. Of course, Washington was upset about having to play a late game last Saturday mm-hmm. night. Uh, Chris Peterson did not, and this is not a smart move. He did not meet with the production crew that week. Uh, Mark Jones and and Rod Gilmore was what were doing the game, and and, it, and so you know you do stuff like this, and then and, and so on the air. Uh, they did a bit on the air, about, and they brought out some cupcakes, and it basically to represent uh, Washington's non-conference schedule. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, Washington people are just just ticked off about this. But to me, I say, you know, this is you, this is like it's like picking on Alabama. You, know, you don't tug on Superman's cape, you don't spit into the wind, and you don't mess yep. around with ESPN. I don't understand why Washington is doing this. I think. Chris Peterson realized after the game because he said he's tired of talking about it. Uh, but uh, you know, this is just these are un, unforced errors, uh, uh, and I'm not sure why they're doing it. But we, we can get into well, that. Well, I, I will say this, Coach Dufresne, yes, they better sir. go undefeated. You absolutely. Well, they got bailed they out. Go undefeated. You know, their 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 troubles ended that day when Oklahoma lost. Uh, that that's yeah. you know that settled. It wasn't anything they did on the field. Uh, they but now you're right. If they run, if they run it out, um, they're in good shape. But um, but they yeah. they have no margin for error, and I'm, I, they're not doing themselves any favors by uh, picking fights with with major media outlets. Anybody? Well, that, that was why I told you uh, uh, in the column last week they should play on Sunday afternoon, <laughs> go later, right. and then. <laughs> Well, you know, there's all of us that aren't going to watch. You know, you only can watch. There's a lot of people that don't watch in the NFL. And if they are watching the NFL, they're only watching one particular team. And, uh, you know, put an NFL game on Saturday. Just slip and flop because that's the way to get this done. Because I'm not watching a game at 1 in the morning. I mean, that's past my bedtime. And, and that that's the point, I think, that they're having to address because you think yeah, do you think ESPN is out of line here in any in any way? I mean, Herb Street came out on game day and basically said, you know, Washington, you, you grateful, you know, ingrates, you should be thankful for all the morsels we're giving you. Um, I'm not so sure that Herb Street should be doing that, but you know, uh, and I think this, but you know, the, the, Washington is inventory for them; they are a client. Um, but uh, it, I'm not sure how that plays for ESPN either. Well, Herb Street already gave Barkley the, the Heisman by saying he was the best player on the planet a couple of weeks ago. So I mean, they have the, everyone has an agenda, and then yeah. you have an outlet. He's gonna he's gonna promote it, and you know, and then he thinks he's being cute with the cupcakes, or some guy thinks he's being cute. But I mean, it, I, I you know I don't know how much that affects anything other than than the, than like I said, the, the war between ESPN and Washington, which doesn't do Washington any good. They can't win that war. So. Oh, well, that's that's it. They're not. There's no point in picking a fight because you're not going to win. Okay. Well, I mean, right, exactly. And and Chris Peterson's smarter. He's the most media wary. He's very calculated. Uh, and I think he real he probably realizes now he shouldn't have done it. But when you bring right. attention to your when you bring attention to your schedule. 
it, it, it not only brings attention to your schedule, but it kind of it kind of gives everyone else cover. And Herbie, uh, Herbie, Herbie Gould, uh, look at P- Penn State's non-conference schedule this year. Akron, Pitt, Georgia State. No one's talking about Penn State's non-conference schedule compared to Washington. Uh, Penn State is is a, is a darling because you know they're good and they they came off a good season. Wisconsin, uh-huh. tell, tell what is Wisconsin's non-conference schedule? Uh, well, they have BYU. You know, I guess the other BYU. BYU is terrible. BYU is terrible this year. This is one of the worst. Well, they were, but but it's intent. I think when oh well, when you well, well, Rutgers. When you schedule Rutgers, they 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 schedule Rutgers in two thousand and ten after the best uh, Greg Shiano or uh, yeah uh, was that uh, who was there then Shiano Uh, that was their that was their that was their best four year run in school history that's when that series is made uh, so here we go. but you can't, I'm not saying that they're. I'm not saying they were wrong. I'm just saying you're talking about a spin here. You're talking about that's a, what I mean. Op, and they got caught on it when you know they could have. They could have scheduled, uh, you know, even Purdue, and people would say, "Oh well, it just worked out that way." But you know, your odds over over decades are that Rutgers will not be good. Well, well, you know, but, so but everybody, but they, but they have since since that 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 series was made. Rutgers was invited into the Big Ten, and now everybody in the Big Ten gets to play Rutgers every year. Ohio State's beat uh, Rutgers one hundred and fourteen to nothing the last two years, uh, but well, but they don't get punished for playing Rutgers. So you know, I don't. I, uh, go ahead. Always Tony. remember, guys, cupcakes don't matter if you're thirteen and zero. Cupcakes only matter if you're twelve and one. Okay? <laughs> right, you're right. <laughs> they don't. The, it, Washington at thirteen and zero is a lock to get in the playoffs. Washington at twelve and one, and okay, that's when they start. That's when they start looking at the schedule. Right. So, then, they, then they'll get compared to uh, uh, you know, one loss Ohio State, and then and then there was you know they'll lose that. That's that's where that's where that's where you get in trouble by optics. Well, and and, and, and always remember. That the Big Twelve has that Oklahoma win over Ohio State on the road on the resume. All right, but they have a loss against Iowa State on the resume. They, they, they absolutely do. But if everybody's twelve and one, who did you play non-conference? What about what about undefeated TCU against undefeated Washington? Uh, <laughs> good question, TCU. I don't know. TCU played, TCU played a bad, bad Arkansas team. Right. They're very. I think they're comparable non-conference because yeah. because of Arkansas's right. uh, you know demise. But uh, well, I, I, again, is if Washington's undefeated, Doof, and TCU's undefeated, Washington is already ahead of TCU, and if they don't lose a game, there's no way that there's no one on the schedule that TCU can beat that will will and and and, and Washington will have a will, will have a championship game in this in this thing, and TCU will not. And, oh, and, Washington, yeah. and, and Washington will have beaten Washington State. Hey, right, and USC. Probably USC. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, USC is the other one. I mean, and I don't. They're they're pro. They they got a lot of problems now uh, with 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 their identity, and they've got huge injury injury issues. But you know, they've got the. You talk about having scheduled punch. Uh, punch. Uh, you know, they've already played Western Michigan, Texas. They've got Notre Dame. 
and uh, you know they're the one lost team that that can get back in it from the from the yep. Pac-12, uh, just because of this yep. the, the opposite of Washington. They scheduled, you know, you can't you can't uh, you can't complain about their schedule, and they'll have that in their pocket. But I don't know, you know, they got to get better fast, or they're not going to you know they're not going to get to the the, the title Pac-12 title game. Um, another uh, another big issue I want to talk about, and this will be fun. And Blau and I were talking about this off off the air. The battle, not just for number one, and we all know that Clemson and Alabama are are, are far and away the the one and two team, but the battle for the Sugar Bowl versus the oh, Rose yeah. Bowl, it's really important to be number one this year uh, because uh, you know the semifinals are the Rose and the Sugar, and and Clemson and Alabama want to be in the Sugar Bowl. So let's talk a little bit about uh, how important that is. Well, what, what, why do you think Alabama beat Vanderbilt 59 to nothing <laughs> and Ole Miss 66 to 3? Okay. No, I'm, I'm totally serious. Yeah. That, that's, why, that's why he's doing it. Right, because now, he wants to they be had, there. They had control of the Texas A&M game 24 to 3 the other night and, and slopped around and let Texas A&M back into it. But, but that's, why, that's why you saw those big scores. There's no doubt. Yeah, he he wants to protect number one. There is a reason to run sure. it up. We don't always talk about you know coaches shouldn't be running up the scores, but here's a good example why that that why he should do that. Yeah, I mean you could put Ohio State into the mix too. I mean they they've been piling up some big numbers. Uh, maybe not so much for you know location on the on the playoff game, but certainly to make their case stronger with that one loss. That, yeah, as guys have pointed out, it's going to matter. But yeah. There's a great incentive to run up scores for those kind of teams. Well, and, and I was talking to a committee member, guys, over the weekend, and, and who we all know, and and they they admitted he admitted that that the you know the Alabama Clemson will be a prime discussion when they meet for the first time on Thanksgiving on Halloween weekend and for the rest of the season they keep on going along about who who gets to go to New Orleans and, and, and they stay in the field and who goes to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it's, it'll be. The, Discussion. Well, well there's, there's the point where that's valid. I mean, this is just a, a micro example, but uh, in this week's TMG Big Ten rankings, I, I flipped Penn State from one to three, and, and and Ohio State from three to one, because even though Penn State won three to thirty-one to seven at Northwestern Saturday, that offensive line really was not getting a job done early in that game. And, and that's two weeks in a row that, that Barkley has come under a hundred yards. You know, I mean, some of it, you're sort of, if you're using it, who's a better team, you know, who would win if they had, you know, sometimes those score things are valid, you know, or they certainly are, are going to make lean emotionally if, if they're not valid. Yeah. But this, this just shows you the power of Ohio state or, and I think you're right, but you moved Ohio State up, up to number one in, in the Big Ten uh, on a weekend where the team they lost to lost at home as a 30-point favorite to Iowa State. Um, you know, that's interesting, but that shows you the power of running it up, number one, looking good, and being Ohio State. How, where, you know, who else does that happen to? All right. Well, guys, I'm going I'm to make this call right now. I, I am not going to be surprised if Clemson's number one in the first poll, okay? Ooh. Because Clemson, here's why. Clemson, when you look at the body of work, Clemson will have a win over Auburn. Clemson will have a win over Virginia Tech. Right. 
Clemson, if they're still in it, Clemson will have a win over Georgia Tech all before the uh, first set of rankings come out. Who's Alabama beaten? Well, Alabama beat some pretty pretty damn weak teams. And right. so it, it other I will say this, the coaches in that room like Alabama a lot. Uh, and maybe that's what carries the day. But in terms I just think the Clemson win over Auburn is gonna get bigger and bigger because Auburn doesn't look like they're gonna lose until they till November when they play Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. And guys, I'm gonna make a prediction right now, and we talked about before, is I'm going to predict, Tony and guys, that when Clemson plays North Carolina State, Clemson wins by double digits. Mm. Well, Not even close. This Not is, even close. Well, this is, this is the interesting thing. I keep every, almost every year that we have a champion, uh, they, you know, the champion has uh, a tough game. I mean, look at last year, Clemson lost to Pitt, right? Yes. And and sh- should have probably lost to North Carolina State. The kid missed a field goal, uh, you know, pretty chippy shot field goal. And see, but I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't see, you know, a, a close game for Alabama this year is winning, you know, by double digits at, at Texas A&M. Uh, you, mm-hmm. are, are, anyone, are these two teams going to be ch- – I don't see where they're going to get challenged. I think Mark's right. And, you know, I don't – Who's going to challenge these? You usually have a close call or two somewhere. Well, I think the other part, what Tony was talking about, that Clemson might open at number one. But if Alabama has Auburn and presumably Georgia in the title game, you know, those, yeah. those are, are opportunities to move up, as they say. And, uh, you know, that, that matters. And, and, and you know, and, I think that'll that'll yeah, back in Alabama's favor because if the winning late is going to help just as much as losing early is uh, part of the tenant. Well, here's one thing to keep in mind in, in terms of the first uh, ballot yeah. is that uh, in a pledge drive, Al- Al- Alabama's win over Florida State gets worse and worse and worse by the week. Right. Okay. That, that, that was a game they were counting on against a top-five team to help carry them from a non-conference standpoint. All right, Since then, they played Fresno State, Colorado State, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and they got Arkansas this week. Tennessee, who's not very good. They, now, but as Herb pointed out, here's the stretch drive. LSU, which has bounced back a little bit. Mississippi State, Auburn, maybe Georgia. So I, I still believe that there's a decent chance they finish. Clemson opens at number one, but doesn't finish at number one. Uh, yeah, Tony, here's here's a funny one for you. I mean, the, uh, Alabama's played two f two FSU's in in non conference. One yes. of one of them is four and two, and it's not Florida State. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fres, oh, Fresno man. Fresno State. I was shocked. Fresno State is four and two, and their losses are to Alabama and Washington. But so they're not. Yeah, you know, but who would have thought that you know that that would be the good FSU they that they played this year? Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I, I we always talk about uh, needing good breaks along the way, uh, and and like you said, Georgia it, it works out again for Georgia because they're not going to have to play Alabama um, until the title game. Um, you know, this you, you need breaks. Uh, Washington State is having one of those years where. Not only did they get, uh, you know, the first five at home, which they won, then they get to go on the road, 
and play Oregon, which is down to their third-string quarterback. I mean, that was going to be a tough game. That suddenly wasn't a tough game. Um, and now Washington's going to get Oregon in a couple weeks without uh, without its quarterback. Uh, so you need to you need to you know you need some of these things to happen for you uh, you know in order to have a make it all work out. I mean Notre Dame went through that in, in 2012 when they went they went to the title, but uh, you know things are shaping up well for for certain teams. Um, all right, well let's uh, let's try to work our way out of this. Um, and what are you what are you looking forward to this week? It's kind of a light schedule. Um, that doesn't mean there won't be any great, you know, good results. But uh, Herb, what uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Well, we were talking about this a little earlier. Uh, Nebraska is like a twenty four point dog at home to Ohio State, and Wild mentioned, uh, you know, when was the last time that happened uh, for Nebraska to be that big a home dog? The other, the more important point though is. If it works out that way, that that the the Huskers get blown out, you know, this, the Mike Riley uh, must go group is going to just keep getting bigger and bigger. It's important for Nebraska to you know kind of get something done there, and and that's sort of a statement about how quiet of a week it is that we're going to be watching something like that. Yeah, um, uh, Tony, um, you got uh, what Auburn and LSU. Uh, did Ed Orgeron learn how to coach in, in, in one week, I guess? I guess. Uh, no, uh, there, there were a couple of things involved. One, one was, one was he, he, he had a sort of a, a dust-up with his offensive coordinator who ooh. he promised he'd let him run the offense, yeah. Matt Canada. And then all of a sudden Matt Canada, and, and everybody knows this from his days at Pitt and NC State, he just likes the formation you to death. A lot of a lot of movement, a lot of this, a lot of that. They got three freshmen playing on the offensive line. Head coach just said, "Hey, you know what? Could we simplify it just a little bit for these guys?" And so that that was a little curveball. The bottom line is they went back to practicing harder last week. One of the things, as one coach pointed out to me, he said, "You know, Ogeron, Ogeron comes along, comes off as this." Louisiana guy, and obviously he is, just listen to him. But he spent a lot of time at USC, okay? And he started running those USC practices, those pro practices that we've all been to, and said they they needed to practice a little bit harder. And so they did. And they did a good job uh, playing defense and tackling people. Of course, Florida's offense is just atrocious beyond measure. So anyway, they they bounce back. So they've got Auburn at home. And I think that that, the fact that the game is going to be played at home is going to be is going to be kind of interesting. Uh, the other game I'm keeping an eye on is certainly not for the uniforms, but what happens at Florida? I mean, the fact that their offense is just so abysmal, fans are so fed up. Texas A&M has, has bounced back kind of nicely since the, the debacle against UCLA. And so does Texas A&M go into Florida and beat them again and beat them? And if so, boy, it's going to get ugly for Jim McElwain. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and how how stupid was it for Florida to make the LSU the home uh, homecoming game? Is that just in, in hindsight was well, that pretty dumb? Actually, actually, I checked that out. I checked that out. Okay, Florida, Florida requested another date. the The faculty senate picks the date for homecoming, and there were several oh, dates wow. in mind. The faculty senate does it because the ball. There's a bunch of stuff that goes on at Florida at homecoming. There's the Gator Growl where they draw. 50,000 people on Friday night for an entertainment thing. So anyway, the faculty senate at Florida, because I, I call somebody involved with it, faculty senate at Florida makes that decision. Florida 
the athletic director, Scott Strickland, requested another date and was not granted his wish. Would so, Jeremy have gotten a yes? Uh, Jeremy probably would have had the muscle to get that done. We're talking yeah. about Jeremy Foley. Yeah. yeah what, Jeremy Foley, Jeremy Foley would have had the muscle to get that done. Yeah. However, it happened. I think it probably you know was added incentive for for the uh, L, the fight in the LSU uh, Tigers. Uh, so, uh, Blau, what uh, what what uh, George George? There's there's one game. All right, there settle that. No one back off. About. And it's gonna be, and it and it could affect the season indirectly. That your boys in the Pac-12. No, is what? TCU plays at Kansas State. That's a dangerous game for TCU. And if TCU loses that game, the Big 12 is then finished as a Final Four okay, I, again. I agree. You know, I, no equity anymore. And this yeah. is, shows you where we're at and in, in, in how how far we've come. Oklahoma and Texas are playing this week, right? And nobody, right. we don't. Nobody's talking. We don't care. We don't even care about no, that. Nobody cares. Well, we do, but that's but but, but not as a as All a right. key game. And right, but 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 the whole league better root for TCU to be Kansas State because if they lose, everyone in the league's gonna loss, and and they can't they can't make up the ground. They can't make up the ground against the other others. So that that goes uh, well. Washington and everybody else. I agree. I think I think he I think he nailed that one. Um, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a, no one's even talking about it. It's a very dangerous game for TCU. They come off a tough game against uh, West Virginia and Bill Snyder at home. I wouldn't want to. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to deal with that. Really, that's a tough game. Well, they're going to have to. It's on the schedule. They have to go. No, okay. Uh, all right, and you got uh, your 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 fighting Beagles, uh, Boston College. No, they 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 go into to, Louisville, to yeah. See, you know, Louisville. That's that's going to be a nice game. You know, I mean, take the over. That's like going right into an FBI investigation. There'll be more FBI <laughs> agents there than. Uh, yeah, well, maybe maybe Coach Patino will be there as a, as a grand marshal or parade. I don't know. Okay, and uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, well, we got uh, Utah is at USC, uh, which is an interesting game. Um, like I said, there are a lot of people that are not happy with. Um, with USC's offense, particularly Mr. A, a T. Martin, a certain T. Martin uh, that, that is known well in, in the South, uh, led Tennessee to the, the title. Um, but uh, l- a lot of people grumbling, including the quarterback who said, Sam Darnold, who said, uh, you know, I think we, we got to change some of our plays, which is not what you want to hear from, from your, your star quarterback. Uh, but that, you know, other than that, we got um UCLA at Arizona man I don't care about that one too much uh, uh Wazoo are are the the Cougars of Washington State are playing a Friday night game at Cal but other than that it's pretty light um and uh, we'll just sit back and enjoy the action and I think we'll probably wind it up we're we're about at 35 minutes and I think that's probably as much as we should ever go um uh, we're taxing our our uh, you know uh, our energy. Uh, we have we have long days ahead of us. Um, so let's uh, let's get out of here, and we'll do this again next week. Until then, adios. Adios.